Hello, and welcome to part two of episode 75 of the Field of Geeks podcast. Enjoy. Earlier we were talking about, uh, you know, the 80s and the retro vibe that's kind of coming back. Knight Rider might be rebooted into a movie. Yes. And uh, what brought that on was, uh, I don't know if you saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but uh, David Hasselhoff and director James Gunn, they, they uh, got together and they made, a, uh, they made a song, and it's called Guardians Inferno, and it's supposed to be really 80s retro looking, you know, uh, the music video's actually got that style to it. Hasselhoff has a cameo in the movie. His experience with Gunn, James Gunn, you know, because James Gunn's able to really bring bring a lot of that back from the past. You know, the the look and the the sound. You know, like he did with Guardians of the Galaxy. So David Hasselhoff was, uh, you know, he's he was saying lately that he gave some ideas to James for Knight Rider, and he responded in a big way. And if it goes forward, he wants he doesn't want it to be spoofed like the recent Baywatch and Twenty One Jump Street were. He feels those films lost the audience, you know, the respect. He wants to respect the fans, basically, if they do a, a Knight Rider reboot movie. And, of course, you know, that uh, they tried to do a continuation series of Knight Rider a few times. The last time was uh, back in 2008, NBC tried to do it. They had Val Kilmer voice Kit, the car, which was a, a Mustang, I think. <laughs> it was interesting, but I'm all for this. I think this is great. I think we've needed a Knight Rider movie for a long, long time. You know, there was talk when Fast and Furious came out. You know, he said then that he was um, kind of wanting, you know, a Knight Rider movie sort of in that spirit. Hopefully, it, he he's changed his mind since then. <laughs> I, I definitely welcome it. I, I think that was um, that needs to be brought back, you know, in a big, bad way. Just kind of uh, harness what was great about the show and make a great movie. And I think... Uh, It'd be great if James Gunn could direct it because, you know, he's really good at that stuff. And at least if he writes it, maybe. Um, but, yeah, I, I I I definitely am a Knight Rider fan. And I think this would be pretty damn cool. Uh, what do you think? I think they better keep that song. No oh, matter what. yeah, yeah. They got to keep the intro song. If they don't keep the intro song, they lost me. Uh, I, I, I'm just saying, not the game. that was the first thought that came to mind, like, the song makes the show. I've never. There's no other show I can really think of that does that. Yeah. Well, maybe Ducktales. Yeah. You know, but right. like, <laughs> like, it's just one of those songs. And uh, but uh, I, I love Night Rider. Uh, when I was younger, it's it's it was a fun series. It was exciting. Um, I think they have a big canvas to play with with that. Yes, they do because. On uh, like the A Team movie, they redid the A Team movie back in the early two thousands, and um, that that did pretty decent. They didn't go get ridiculous with it. Yeah, um, it was a solid film. Uh, Knight Rider, it's like you can you can make it modern day. You mm-hmm. can make Kit fit today's time. Yeah, um, there's a way to make it make it almost. I don't want to say James Bond. But you can almost get semi-realistic, and and this is one of those movies where you can play that thin line between 
this could really happen and and uh but still make it fun yeah like um i think you could make a a night rider movie pg-13 oh yeah i think so uh, yeah you you know what i'm saying where because as a child i was like ooh, you know oh you know and now i have a talking car that does (laughs) you know you know does all these neat things and it you know constantly communicating with me i i I just think it's a great idea yeah they revamped the series too on tv at one time i think they redid rebooted the series uh one time they brought out a new kid so yeah i just think like they have so many options with knight rider like uh i hope they explore everything they can you don't really have to base it off of uh uh david's uh original character so much you can make it a new you can base it around kit yeah because uh, like, kit kit kit's the selling point anyways yeah that's true yeah. <laughs> you know yeah it's the car it's the car everyone wants to see the car so how do we make the car you know work and it might take something like uh what we were talking about with uh tom hardy with uh the venom you might need that particular actor to make it work right but there's a trick to it because you you don't want to risk making it like the transporter or something. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Or, or fast and furious. You, yeah, you have a lot of car movies that have have established themselves. So you, that's what I'm saying. You don't know where to go with this. Mm-hmm. The only thing you're really throwing is this car talks to. The grand scheme of things, yeah. It might have all these gadgets and stuff, but in short, that's what the separation is. Right. This car talks. Yeah. Okay. So, like, how do you make it work? How do you make, how do you make it something new when everyone has established strong, strong car franchises in movies? You know. Yeah. Like, Fast and Furious alone is hard with it's just hard um Mm -hmm. transporter would be like the james bond of it what other franchise they they actually did a movie uh need for speed uh they have a new movie out where this kid i think he wears headphones and he drives oh baby driver robbers around him baby driver i haven't watched it yet i just saw the previews uh but it's available now for me to watch uh but i haven't watched it yet but I'm saying, like car movies, it's 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 like it's like jumping into a scene with big guys. I mean, like mm. like you're, you're going against the top dogs. Yeah. So car franchise movies is hard to do. The only thing they have going for them is uh, that kid talks. Where do you go with it? Like, is it is it I'm stopping criminals? What, what, well, yeah, that the other franchises are doing that. Is Kit going to drive from here, and then we're going to see a car flying through space to the moon? I, I don't know. <laughs> they gotta, yeah. they got to think of something. Like, what do you got? He's driving to the center of the Earth, you know, the yeah. Earth core. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, I don't know. That's, uh, that's interesting. I don't know what they can do that hasn't been done. Like, I mean, with technology especially – you know, back then that all that stuff was very impressive. And now we have a lot of stuff that can do that. 
So it's like, well, do you set it back in the eighties to get that look and feel of like, that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. I, again, whoever listens to this podcast <laughs> and you are a part of any of these studios, <laughs> I will find you. <laughs> if we, if I hear any of our ideas expressed in film yeah. or music, I will find you. <laughs> Just throwing that disclaimer out there. Continue, Josh. Sorry. No, hey, that's great. I I will put that down. Yeah, no, that's good. That's hey, that's fine with me. It should take place in the eighties. It, it definitely should. I like I like that idea. Yeah, that way. You know, yeah, a different era or something because it would make more sense if it's an advanced vehicle for the eighties, and we have the technology now to make it more advanced. Exactly for yeah. that time period, it would look cool for that setting. But trying to compete with what's going on right now, no. yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. I think it's just too di- it's too difficult, and you know a lot of things have, that are happening now have really taken a lot of their approach from Knight Rider and shows like it, you know, and movies like it. So it's like you know, Knight Rider came from the '80s. Maybe it should stay in the '80s. Uh, that way, the techs knew. You know, people were like, "Oh, wow, this is cool." Uh, you know, it it'd be it kind of it costs more because it's set in the past but people would love to see that stuff you know it's uh i think it'd be really cool you know and the the message of the show was like one man can make a difference so he's kind of like a in a way a drifter i guess Uh, like you go town to town in this car so it's like well you only have two hours so what what the hell is the story going to be you know you can't just be going town to town it's got to be something Something big, you know. Um, I think if they would set it in today's world, it'd have to be like a world problem, you know, versus like a town problem, city problem. You know, that would look that would look too small compared to the Fast and the Furious, you know, how they take on everybody, <laughs> you know. Um, I think it'd lose a lot of that magic. But yeah, I think uh, they got to do it right. That's for sure. I think they can, you know, I, we haven't had a, uh, feature film of Knight Rider. So yeah, it might be best just to harness the past, you know, in, um, you know, that time capsule and, you know, you could have a hell of a soundtrack with it. You have to get the right actor, uh, you know, Hasselhoff. Well, you gotta get, Hasselhoff has to do the whole soundtrack. Oh, yeah. That'd be crazy. It's going to sell like hotcakes in Germany, baby. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah, probably good. Germans are going to freak their shit. Yeah, I mean. They're going to love it. There's there's so much they could take from that show. You know, uh, there's so much they could do. You know, uh, David Hasselhoff, given his age, he could play the new Miles or, or the... Mr. Knight himself, you know, the, the dude that funded the whole project, um, in the car. So there's lots they could do. So I, hopefully they do it just right. James Gunn's a big fan of the, the eighties and he incorporates all those types of eighties feels in his movies, you know, um, well, at least in the guardians movies he does. So, you know, he could really harness that and it'd be pretty damn cool. We'll see what happens. I hope it works out. I think that would be, excellent and uh had probably the best chance to be something great you know definitely don't want it to be spoofed like they are doing with some of these movies now uh 21 jump street was you know it i like that movie i like the i like 22 jump street but yeah now everyone's like oh we gotta make it 
laugh at itself. You know, like Baywatch just came out, and I think that was the first movie to really flop trying to do that, maybe, you know? But, of course, Baywatch on its yeah, own. Yeah, I have no interest in seeing it. Yeah, I think it's just, yeah. Baywatch on its own, though, can't really be a movie. I mean, I don't, maybe it could, but, yeah, I get why they went the, the comedic route. But from what I saw of the movie, it was just, it was like we were talking about earlier. It's like they just wanted to make a rated R movie, no matter what the material uh, was. So, you know, they threw in curse words like they were teenagers and, you know, just did some nasty, sh- you know, shit. And I think that's that's pretty yeah, much. Sounds sound like they're trying too hard. And that's, no. Yeah. Unnecessary. No, it, it yeah, didn't sound like it at all. I wasn't impressed by the trailers and. Still have to see it. I'll probably wait till I don't know if Netflix or maybe I'll try to rent it. I don't know, but I've heard from others that it's funny. But you know, some people just like stupid humor, and if that's what that movie is, then you know, I, I guess if I'm ready for that, I'll check it out. <laughs> but well, I was never into Baywatch like that, anyways. I mean, my favorite Baywatch reference was Borat. <laughs> oh, was right. Yeah. That's that's the most affiliation I've had with Baywatch. I you yeah. know, other than that, like Well again, it's a, it was a product uh, product of the nineties. It's all about chicks uh, running down the beach with their breasts bouncing that's really why people yeah. tuned in. It wasn't like this is a good show. The writing's just fantastic, you know. Uh Yeah. That was before Pornhub. I mean yeah. you understand. <laughs> so <laughs> That's the closest you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have a lot of options back then, so you know, Baywatch was like soft porn for television. Yeah, like, it's close as you could get. Like, yeah, I get it. I I get why they were into it. Yeah, but it should have been like released by Sports Illustrated, and it should have been a short film of ten minutes. And yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that's I mean, what that's, I that's all it really was. It wasn't really like a great show. It just was kind of just. Uh, turn your mind off and watch some chicks and, you know, watch some pretty people. Exactly. Yeah, watch some pretty people do some cool things, I guess. Um, yeah, I remember when they did the Baywatch. Saving the dolphins and stuff. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. they did on the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what they did. Even the dolphins had breasts. And, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was just, it was, it's, yeah. Well, do you remember? Oh, and it was like slow motion running too. It's just like yeah. everyone's running in slow motion. Yeah, it just it just had all that going for it. It had Pamela Anderson made her huge, you know, and yeah, the the girls running down the beach. Did Karma Electra come off of that? Yeah, she was. She came after. Um, yeah, Anderson left well, the show. That's yeah. How, yeah, yeah. Ladies would establish themselves at that time. They would, yeah, they would try to get <laughs> on that type of show. They were like anything to do with models. Yeah, it was just a, it was you know it was. Yeah, I know. Like yeah, flavor it, of love, what flavor of love? Oh, I don't know. yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just—that's it, all it really was. That's why people tuned in, and yeah, it's like I guess I I could see them making a. It had it would have to be a funny movie to laugh at itself, you know. But it doesn't sound like they just they didn't write it uh, the best they could. Well, they based. I know for example, for fact, they based this movie around uh, Zac Efron and The Rock. So they base it around dudes. Yeah. That's, you already made your first mistake. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no one wants to see you guys. I, I love The Rock. I think he's awesome. Yeah. I don't want to see him in my Baywatch. Okay. Yeah. So, 
Right. Like, just to show me how all my shortcomings on, well, I'm not hitting the gym hard enough, fellas. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Can you put her more on the screen? Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, who knows? Yeah, so, yeah. So. I'll, you know, I'll have to see it. it. It might have had its moments, but I think in a way it was just trying to copy the 21 Jump Streets. Like, oh, we got to do that, and we'll just go in and do, to do that, and we're not going to really worry about the writing too much, you know? Uh, we're just going to we're gonna curse, and people are going to think that's funny. They'll just be laughing at us, uh, talking about sexual body parts and touching things, and yeah, I just... There's actually some gory scenes in the trailer. <laughs> it was just weird. I don't know. It's yeah. it's totally uh, trying to be something. It's trying to be 21 Jump Street, um, and it just didn't work. So yeah, it was a pretty bad flop. But yeah, hopefully the Night Rider will they'll get that right. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a good that's a good way mm-hmm. to uh, that's a good uh, direction to go. Is like avoid the satire of you know the show and just make a good good movie. You know people will enjoy especially the fans there's a, another series coming out that you might like uh, i i like it for sure cobra kai this is going to be a, yeah. a sequel series to the karate kid the uh, 1984 hit movie and the series is going to be a half hour long they listed it as a comedy so i don't know maybe it's going to laugh at itself a little bit it's going to have 10 episodes and it'll be on youtube red so it will bring back Ralph yes. Macchio and William Zapka. So those were the two dudes that went at yeah. it. Yep. yep. The blonde. Yeah. Yep. So uh, That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them because uh, you know I've seen uh, Ralph Macchio at conventions and stuff, and I definitely have seen um, William uh, Zapka. He was in Hot Tub Time Machine. He had a funny part in that movie, and yeah, uh, I, he must have been the second one. No, he was in the first one. He was a dude in the bar with the mustache that was making him, uh, <laughs> give him, making the, one of the dudes. That was up. him? Yeah, that was him. Yeah. Yeah. He was rocking a mustache. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He might have been a little heavy. He must have me off. Uh, you know, he's, he was, yeah. he was the classic 80s bad guy. He was, he played the same character. Yeah. Uh, he made me scared of blonde guys, man, <laughs> yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah, he was. I was scared of blonde guys. I was like guys with blonde hair and a do rag around their, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, intimidating. No, you know. Yeah, and their BMX bikes kicking your ass and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, that guy was. But the Cobra Kai thing is awesome. I thought it was going to be more like based around the Cobra Kai dojo, right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the most quoted thing from that movie is, yeah, get him a body bag. You know, <laughs> you know that his face is so it's so intense. But he had a whole crew. If you can go online and you can watch on YouTube, uh, they have this uh, guy who redoes the whole movie, and he gives you the perspective that Daniel-san is the asshole. Oh, I heard that. I heard that. He, oh, it's awesome. And you, when you watch the whole thing, you're like, that dude's a dick. Like, <laughs> came from out of town. The guy is having turmoil, turmoil, uh, turmoil with his girlfriend. So he goes and hits on her anyway. You know, like people have arguments. Then yeah. he starts hitting on the guy's girl. He starts picking on the guy. He he uh, 
You remember you put, I think, the water hole through the tube while he's taking a pee, like taking a piss, taking a leak yeah. in the restroom. Yeah. It's like everything Daniel San's doing, he's fucking with these guys <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. And then he has the nerve to jump into his tournament, and the guy's only simply defending himself, and uh, he uh, gets uh, Mr. Miyagi to go into Cobra Kai's dojo so that he can go and train so they can't defend themselves, but Danielson can keep fucking with them. You know, it's like <laughs> the whole thing. He throws an illegal kick. They, they just say all this crazy stuff. <laughs> like, he kicks illegal. And <laughs> it's, 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 you got to go watch it, Josh. You'll, I think you'll love it. Because then it, it changes the whole way you view Karate Kid. Oh, I the bet. The original one. I bet. And, and it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And then after that, you're like, Danielson's it. Dick. <laughs> Dick. I wonder if they'll address any of that in the series. That'd be kind of cool if they did. Like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know why I was such a dick it's to you? Because you were a dick to me. Yeah. <laughs> you were the dick. <laughs> well, you know the, what I'm saying? I was yeah. by myself. You hit on my girlfriend. You took <laughs> my girlfriend. You, you came and started picking on me. Right. Because they were having a bonfire at the at the beach, remember? Yeah. And then uh, Daniel Sun started out. I think he hit him with a ball or something, and then he started, jumped into their conversation. The guy goes into every little detail, and it's awesome. I'll have to check that out. And then out. when you watch it, you're like, oh, he's a dick. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, he's this a good guy. This, this show, the premise, I guess, is that Johnny is down on his luck, and he reopens the Cobra Kai dojo on his search for redemption and this puts him at odds with Daniel, who, though successful, is trying to find a balance in his life without Mr. Miyagi. So, you know, Pat, uh, God, what was his last name? Mor- Morita? Pat Morita? Does that sound right? Yeah. He died in mm-hmm. 2005. So, yeah, they definitely can't have Mr. Miyagi for this show. But, yeah, maybe they kind of um, settle <laughs> the past. I don't know. But... I did. I did see a, it was listed as a comedy, so that's that's very interesting. And I think the uh, I think it's being written by the guy who wrote Hot Tub Time Machine. So yeah, that'll that'd be pretty cool. I think um, you know that'll be as close as we get to a Karate Kid five or whatever. Because if you count the Hillary Swank one, the next Karate Kid, that's that's uh, four there. So. Of course, you got the remake of. I, know, I never watched that one. Yeah, that was that. bad. Yeah, uh, there's a remake, uh, you know, with Jaden Smith, which wasn't wasn't right. bad. Um, that was okay. Yeah, but no. it was a different kind of approach. Yeah, I get it. Well, and it was he like was... him moving to Japan with his mother and stuff. Right. Well, and it's really not the. Uh, from what I remember, Jaden Smith, he's not he's not Danny Russo. He's he's a totally different character, and so is Jackie Chan. It's just kind yeah. of a a similar. Uh, story in a way so I don't even know if you could really count that as a remake I don't know if they ever played it that way but yeah that was that yeah was... they just played it as the westerner going to the eastern world right basically with yeah the, which was a cool twist know. and yeah I, I, I didn't hate that movie I thought it was pretty damn good but yeah this and is and they made it no they made it more realistic yeah you know like of course these kids just bullying them and yes. you know I get it that that was it was I was entertained by it you know, yeah. Um, it's not like an instant classic to me, but it was it was entertaining. Right. Well, and I like I like the you method know? that uh, 
you know, Jackie Chan, it was a serious piece for him, really, because he was playing it straight. And the way he was training him was interesting, how he would tell him to hang his coat up, and he kept doing that. And then one day he got tired of it, and then he told him to mimic those uh, movements without the coat. And you realize he secretly taught him to fight, you know, because he says, you know, he's like, jack on. Even though it sounds horrible, he goes, and he doesn't he go like jack yeah. it off or something. It's like what? Yeah, whacked on, whacked off. Yeah, right. They're trying to do their own thing, but yeah, this I think this show would be pretty damn cool. You know, you'll have to buy YouTube Red. They might have a free trial, but uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll pop up some way somehow, uh, somewhere else too. But yeah, good for them. I'm, so I'm, let's 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 pause for a second. So it's gonna start. Ralph Macchio and what's the other guy's name? William Zapka. We'll just say William. Okay, so mm-hmm. so Ralph and William. Yeah. There's no Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. So there is a karate kid story with no Asian person. Oh shit! That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make this up, kids. Can't make this up. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome oh boy like uh i'm entertained oh wow i'm entertained yeah maybe uh <laughs> well, i mean maybe there's one they're training oh, or something yeah but there was like there's no asian guy or <laughs> that's, girl that's interesting well maybe you know? maybe they'll have one of those tacky maybe, like uh maybe daniel son married that chick maybe he oh, married her from two yeah part two yep yeah yep because i i definitely want to I definitely want to forget part three. That was terrible. Got... Maybe Mary Hillary Swank. Well, that was four, <laughs> but three was bad. Three was like two adult men piss off at a 19-year-old, and they would go to all these lengths to screw that 19-year-old over. And it's like, you guys have no life, and you should be in a mental institution <laughs> for plotting you know, vengeance on a... Oh, so that was four. That was three. That was three. That was the Cobra Kai, okay. the Cobra Kai instructor dude. He's like an alcoholic now, and he uh, has a buddy that comes to town and gets his spirits up by basically saying, "Oh, we're gonna screw over Danielson again." And yeah, these are two grown ass men going after because it's it's still uh, these the first three Karate Kid movies are just like what three years with the timeline. They're pretty close together. Yeah. So yeah. they're plotting for a revenge on a very young um, adult kid. It's like, wow, what a shitty story. What the hell's wrong <laughs> with these guys? It's awful. And, you know, Ralph Macchio was playing a younger guy when he was probably the same age as those guys almost. You know, this show hopefully will fix a lot of that. <laughs> we'll see. But, yeah, it was they should have stopped it, too. That was that was a good way to, to stop it. And <laughs> that was the high point. I, li- I enjoyed two a lot and especially the soundtrack. And yeah, three was terrible. Don't watch three or four. Anybody listening? Just um, yeah. One and two. I've never, I've never seen. I've never seen them. So. Oh, really? I, yeah. I'm going to confirm. I'm going to read. I'm going to. I've never watched them. I saw it and I was like, oh, there's a girl. M- understand I was younger then. Oh, right. Like, right. Oh, it's a girl. I don't, right. I don't, don't want to see it. I, I, why? Yeah. Why? Why would I do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it was so, just. Now, I thought they were going to revamp the way you uh, expressed it. I, I thought they were going to revamp 
the continuation of the rear, original series until you said comedy. And I thought it was going to be based around Cobra Kai and like world of Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai has its own clothing line. Oh, really? I've seen it advertised on Facebook and things like that. Yeah, it's like, it's this whole thing. It's just like, um, uh, what's that old movie? Um, the Last Dragon. So you have The Last Dragon and they have show enough clothes. You know, yeah. the characters show enough. And uh, so I thought it was going to be something like that. Like Cobra Kai. Oh. And like, why? why is, you know, why did they believe in being hard and being strong and Oh, right, right. Uh, yeah. That kind of thing. And, and, and actually bring you some kind of compassion towards Cobra Kai. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I thought we were going to go with it. But you said comedy, so I'm like, okay. Yeah. They're not taking it serious, so why should I? It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Fun. Yeah, this show, yeah, this show should be pretty damn cool. So who knows? Maybe... um We'll see how funny it is, you know. Um, I don't, it, probably I could I could see some serious moments, maybe, you know. Hopefully, uh, you know, Daniel is not such a dick, <laughs> as you said from the uh, <laughs> that guy's point. <laughs> but yeah, that, I think hey, hey, good for them, you know. Those guys are you, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna believe me after you see that video. I'll, I'll <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure I will. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great for them, those two actors to get to revisit characters that, you know, it was like 30 years ago. So that'd be cool. Maybe they'll have cameos from other uh, actors from those movies, too. Who knows? But yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Maybe uh, Daniel's living in Mr. Miyagi's house. That'd be pretty badass, I think. He's still building that thing in the back. You think he still has that old car? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. He restored it, maybe. That'd be pretty badass. Well, yeah, it was already. Yeah, like took all Mr. Miyagi's cars and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah, they, I could see them. Depends on the budget of the show too. How much they can do, you know? If it's just going to be a simple on the street show, you know, like they got competing you know dojos. It's giving, me, it's giving me a Fuller House feel, just like they revamped Full oh, House. Yeah, because you're saying comedy. Yeah. I'm just thinking it's going to be like Fuller House. It's like the same cast, but they're all like adults now. And, <laughs> I, 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 and I refuse to watch that. There's no point to watch that either. But it's yeah. just no point. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You know, they're going to bring Family Matters back and Steve Urkel's an adult. And yeah. did I do that type thing? It's it's They, they it's, ran. That show got ran into the ground, though. That was pretty much Urkel's show. You know, it was getting ridiculous. He was cloning himself oh, yeah. and then going to space and Stefan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just bad. They, they, oh, they, they piled on the cheese. Oh yeah. Cause they he was, he, it, he made it. that show unfortunately, cause it was supposed to be about family matters. <laughs> and it I was, think it got canceled or it was about on the verge of getting canceled. And they started in and exploring the Urkel character. Cause everyone liked them. Yeah, but I think they were trying to be like another Cosby type show. Yeah. At first, yep. You know. Yep. They all. They. You know. They just. They just got rid of a daughter. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. That, that shit ended up becoming like a <laughs> internet porn star or something. Yeah, she did. Yep. But they just got rid of her. She just disappeared. Yeah. They never mentioned her. <laughs> they didn't say she was in. You know, like. 
boarding school or nothing. They just said <laughs> he didn't die. They didn't care. We just we just left the kid on the corner somewhere. Like they didn't say anything. <laughs> it just she's just gone. Yeah, the the classic like, telling is she just went up the stairs and never came back down. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. She was just gone. <laughs> like they didn't say anything about her. Yeah. They could have had a funeral. They could have did something. But she was just gone. Wow. And yeah. And then here comes Urkel, who becomes Stefan, <laughs> and now he's Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, it's like he what? had a dance. He had a Steve Urkel dance. Yep. And there's a doll, a Steve Urkel doll. Yep. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that that yeah. I missed that. <laughs> I must have missed that one. Well, if if you ever watch um, Key and Peele, they do a skit about Family Matters. I think they play the they have the actor. Um, plays Carl come to like the producers and he's I forgot how it went down but he's basically complaining about Urkel being the center of attention and it and Urkel shows up and he's like dead serious and he's like life-threatening and all that stuff and it's pretty dark but it's funny (laughs) it's pretty good it's pretty good I like it yeah um yeah you should check that out too but yeah that's (laughs) it'll be interesting I got I got I got a lot of things to watch today. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I got a day off. I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, Definitely. I'm on my couch. Yeah. So it's it's, it's going to be a good day. That's but awesome. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> I, like, little things like that, I just, like, look at look back at, and I'm just like, they just, they just deleted her they didn't they just stopped talking about it yeah. ignore it and it'll go away and everybody forgot ignore it and it'll go away yeah. you know what i'm saying right. that's exactly what they did with her just ignore her and she'll just go away right like and, and that's exactly what they did yeah they could have they could have killed her like oh our baby got in a car accident you yeah know? that would have been dark like I, you know what i'm saying yeah yeah but it, it would no i get it, would it. be something yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things that the internet later found out, and there's like, "Hey, everybody, remember? There's another daughter." <laughs> They're like, "Oh my god, what happened?" Yeah, maybe that would Eddie that would be Winslow. Worth... Yeah, Laura. I yeah. don't remember her name. Oh, I don't either. She she popped up in a few things, but yeah, um, nobody really. She lasted like a season and a half, I think. Yeah, because that first season or something like that, they just they were doing fine. And then I think the second season, they were starting to lose a little steam. And then someone was like, you know, that yeah. nerd kid, we got something there. <laughs> Let's just exploit the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. We're going to give him a dance. Oh. We're going to make him clone himself. We're going to do all types of stuff with him. Well, a lot of people and forget. I think that they just got out of control. Yeah. And they weren't expecting it. A lot of people forget though that the full out, the Full House and Family Matters—they're in the same universe. Um, Urkel actually was on a Full House episode. He was teaching Stephanie how to play the accordion, I think it was. And but what's interesting about that is uh, Family Matters is set in Chicago, I think, and Full House is. That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what the I don't know what the hell happened there. Full House is in San Francisco, isn't it? Right. Yep. I think I think the I was like I thought they were Detroit or something like that. I didn't think they were like <laughs> the 
I think the deal was, uh, yeah, I think Urkel was visiting uh, San Francisco, and somehow he knew Stephanie, I guess. And, yeah, it was just like one episode, and it was really quick, I think. But they they mimicked, they, they had to have the same creators because they... Family Matters had the sappy endings just like Full House did, you know, about the, the revelations and then the the shitty music they play over it. <laughs> you know, it was just like, you know, I understand now. And then that was, that was the end of the show. And yeah, but yeah, they definitely went uh, a whole other direction with uh, Urkel. <laughs> That's for sure. But, oh, they just rolled that gravy train all out, bro. <laughs> yeah, they did. They, they did. Yeah, that's why... They rolled that out. That's just why you can't... You, I don't think we need to have it come back because it's just, it can't be that way anymore. People just be like, what the hell is this? They have to bring it as a new comedy. Like, it, it can't even be called Family Matters. It would have to be like based around Urkel and Urkel, yeah. Urkel becomes a gangster, you know, right. like he's a cocaine dealer or something now. Or <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> he. He shoots people, and he's like, did I do that? You know what I'm saying? And, like, <laughs> again, any major studio, yeah, I'm looking for you. Yeah. If you come out with an Urkel gangster show, <laughs> you owe us something. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> you just do. That'd be pretty badass. Carl, <laughs> Carl could come out of retirement, and he's, like, hunting Steve, you know, trying to bring him down. and Yeah. Eddie's like a rookie cop or detective, whatever. And he's like, dad, you need to just stay home and watch TV or something. I don't know. They could. Yeah, that'd be kind of if they rebooted as a dark show, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I think people would be like, what the I'm hell just is saying, this? Make, make Urkel gangster or something. Make him like Tony Montana or something. Oh, my God. And just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> he just clones. Uh... And, 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 he, and he over embellishes like, did I do that? You know, and he's yeah. just, but he's, it's like, it's, it's the phrase he says right before he kills you or something. <laughs> like, yeah. and it, it is, yeah. Well, My brain goes to all these weird places, you know. Yeah, no, I get it. I, 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 I tune in. I'd watch it. Yeah. Well, if I remember, yeah. if I remember correctly, he did clone himself eventually and Stefan actually exists in the world. He's a model somewhere. So they're separate now. Last I knew, which I don't know. Oh, he separated the two entities yeah. out of his brain. Yep. yep. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> I, I got, I got, I got away from it <laughs> after a while. I was like, what the hell? Once I saw the Urkel. Yeah. Once I saw the Urkel dance, I gave up. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, that's, I threw uh, in my cards. That was the right thing to do. I, I kept going, unfortunately, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Ouch! It was Once really I bad. Once I saw the dance, I was just like. Do the Urkel. Do the uh, 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 Urkel. And I was like, you know? <laughs> you know? It's like, I'm just going to hit off. I think I'm going to go back to, yeah, I think I'm going to start watching WrestleMania again. Yeah. And, uh, right. At least at least I know they know they're full of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This year, I think they really do believe, like, this is, this is good wholesome tv that people should be feeding their brains yeah no yeah. Oh, yeah yeah i i think so too <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll, we'll see what that, happens there. that dance killed it for me yeah that was killed terrible there's a new trailer drop recently i don't know if you caught it at all but uh it's a death wish 
remake that stars yes. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, I came I didn't out realize of realize it was devilish. I came out of nowhere. I didn't even know they were making a reboot. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, Bruce Willis, okay. He actually looks like he's trying in this movie because he's kind of been phoning it in, in my opinion, for a few years now. <laughs> looks pretty badass. It's directed by Eli Roth, who he does like horror movies. He was the uh the bear Jew in Inglorious Bastards. That guy with who would kill the Germans oh, with yeah. his bat. Yeah, he's a director. With the bat. And, yeah. He directed this movie and uh you know, from what I can I think it's a remake. Well, I don't know if it's a direct remake of the Charles Bronson uh, 1974 film, Death Wish. The premise is Paul Kiersey, I think that's his name. He snaps when intruders break into his home, murder his wife, and rape his daughter. Frustrated by the police, he becomes a vigilante, gunning down any criminal that crosses his path. So he's kind of like Punisher, basically. <laughs> you know, I mean, this story's been told before, but... That's pretty much what he is. Well, when I saw the trailer, that's what I thought it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get yeah, I get that. Yeah, for sure. There's no justice. So I, I like, really did. I thought it was to a T. I thought it was like the new Punisher. Yeah. Because I didn't see Bruce Willis's face out the gate. I think they had him in a hoodie. Oh, right, right, right. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay. And so is this a new Punisher? <laughs> and then uh, nope. I saw Bruce Willis. like, Bruce Willis going to play it? Okay. <laughs> Die Hard meets Punisher. It should be interesting. Yeah, right. And then, um, <laughs> and uh, but no, the trailer was actually pretty entertaining. It got me, it got me excited. Yeah, got me excited to see it. Yeah, this based off of what the old Charles, uh, Charles Bronson. Yeah. Uh, deal. Oh yeah, Death Wish. Yep. It could be really good. I, I hope it's good. They made so many of those movies back in the day. You know. Oh, yeah. My dad used to be in it, though. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the original Death Wish um, in a while. Do you remember which actor played the lead intruder in that film? No. Jeff Goldblum. For real? Yeah. Yeah, he's like rocking some... You know that guy's like a giant, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's like rocking sideburns and long hair. He's the lead intruder guy in that movie. I remember seeing that. I was like, holy shit, that's Jeff Goldblum. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. I actually saw Jeff Goldblum in person before. Yeah, he's pretty. He's freakish and, uh, tall, right? Like we were. It was when I first moved to Los Angeles, and then uh, me and my girlfriend at the time went to a restaurant, and it was like you know, uh, I don't know if it was Chinese food or something like that. And we're sitting there, and I'm talking to her, and blah blah. She goes, "I think that guy's Jeff Goldblum," <laughs> and I go. I don't know. Whatever. No, that really is him. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what are we going to do? We're going to go over there and <laughs> eat off his plate? What do you What do you want us to do? That'd like, be a hell of a story. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, actually, I would be more entertained by that. Yeah. It is Jeff Goblin. He, he's labeled as freak number one. He has no name. The character has no name. It's just freak yeah. number one. Yep. I'm sold. I'm into it. There's a number. There's a freak number two, Christopher Logan. So there's two freaks. Oh, right. <laughs> freak one and freak two. <laughs> Should have t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So she says it, but we're still. I just like stop. Just leave it alone. Let's just eat. 
and we're eating. And then finally he gets up from his table and walks away. And then he walks out and she's like, see, that's, that was Jeff Goldblum. I was like, yeah, you're right. Shit, he's tall. Like, <laughs> I mean, like he's like, I mean, he's something stupid, like six, 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 seven. Wow. Like, I mean, he seemed very tall. I don't, I want to know how tall he is anyways, but. Right. Uh, oh yeah, he's up there. He's he's huge. I'm looking it up right now. But <laughs> yeah, like this dude's just a giant. Really? That's it? He's only six four. I think uh Gina Davis is six foot. It just tells me other people's stuff. But. No, they dated too. Oh, I know they were in the fly together. Yeah, they I think they dated after that movie for a little bit. What was that movie that she did with uh, Samuel Jackson and she was like the spy, the sleeper? Oh, uh, the Long Kiss Goodnight. Like Long Kiss Goodnight, yeah. That was a good one. And he he made a reference to her being so tall. He, you know, he made something that was like a joke or something. Some super tall bitch comes into my house. And goes, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I, I'm not going to. But it was... <laughs> That's a classic. Yeah, yeah. It's an old movie, so <laughs> but I remember that movie. Yeah, but it's, it's funny how oh, yeah. you, you'll see old movies and you'll see these actors that are big now, and you're just like, "Oh my god, it's that's that that's that guy or that you know that girl," and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" And then you find out, you know, it was like maybe their first movie. <laughs> you know, they just popped up, and it's pretty cool. Oh yeah, it's trippy. What's his name? Um, Morgan Freeman. He started at like 38 years old, 37 years old. And in the 70s, he played a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like his first movie. And I'm like, Morgan Freeman is still in like every other movie. It's certain people that are in everybody's movie. It's either Samuel Jackson, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Or, you know, um, what's that guy's name? Uh, it'll come to me in a moment. But Morgan Freeman's, 79 years old or something like that. Or yeah. 81, somewhere in between there. Yeah, he's old guy, yeah. Yeah, he was on the Electric Company, you know, uh, TV show back in the oh, day. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I, I remember seeing him on there. He, uh, I, I think, never really got into that show personally, but yeah, I remember seeing him on there. I think uh, his first movie he hit it big was Mean Streets. I think that starred Christopher Reeve as a newspaper reporter, and it was supposed to be kind of be like a... Uh, you know, like a big movie for Christopher Reeve, but uh, Morgan Freeman ended up being the, you know, the big star of the movie. You know, people really focused on him. You know, his character was so, he played a pimp in that. And that was, yeah, yeah, that, that was his like big that. break. Yeah, it was his big break. And then, you know, he had um, Drive Miss Stacy, uh, Lean on Me, Glory, Shawshank. I'm not, you know, these aren't in the correct order, but um Yeah. Yeah, he, he got it. Movie. Oh, Robin Hood. There's actually an interview on the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves DVD I have, and he's talking about how you know how long it took him to hit it big. You know, he was like into his 40s or so, you know, before he got it big. You know, and so he didn't really he didn't have like a early start or anything. Wild man, I know, right? Those people have been doing it for so long, and. You know, you just now recognize them. And it seems like, you know, to the kids, they're just like, oh, that guy's been around. I, I, I might be like, that guy's brand new or something. Yeah. 
are newer on the scene, but right. yeah, some of these people have been around for decades. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. So it's like, crazy. Morgan Freeman's been around for decades. You know, it's such a trip, man. Oh, it is. To see like certain actors, but I, I love it that he's still going strong. I, I would like to see him go into his nineties doing it. You know. Oh yeah, he could. And I mean. So on and so on. I, don't think, I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I don't think he's slowing down, so that's for sure. No, he seems like he takes care of himself, and uh, he's doing something right. Yeah. Whatever it is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if um, you've seen many movies this summer or not, but uh, I recently saw Dunkirk. I don't know if you've heard of that movie. I honestly have not heard of it. Tell me a little bit about it, please. It's directed by Christopher Nolan, who, you know, he did the Dark Knight movies, you know, the Batman movies and uh, Inter- right. Interstellar. A, yeah, he's a good, he's a good director. Like, oh, he is. Yeah, he really, like, like Inception. Style. And this movie is based off the, uh, I really didn't know about this until the movie came out, unfortunately. But in 1940, uh, Germany, they advanced into France and they trapped the Allied troops on the beaches of Dunkirk. And under air and ground cover from the British and French forces, troops were evacuated from the beach using every serviceable naval and civilian vessel that they could find. And at the end of this heroic mission, 330,000 French, British, Belgian, and Dutch soldiers were safely evacuated. So this movie is basically just about that. And... It's uh, it's good, you know. It's kind of surprising for Nolan to do a, a history piece, but actually, it's not entirely a history piece. He actually has a his own way of telling a story still in it. Uh, really? There's, it's kind of confusing at first, and I'm sure if I see it again, I'll definitely um, pick up on more things. But there's three different stories being told within the events. Uh, they're all uh, interwoven cool. together. So it's kind of confusing. Like you'll see, for instance, you'll see a like an AWOL, not an AWOL soldier, but a soldier who's like lost it. You know, he went through some shit and he's mm-hmm. just he's just lost it. And then you see a scene where he's together, he's fine, and that's that's before you know he just went nuts or whatever, um, shell shock. So it's kind of confusing in that way. Um, it's not like um, uh, there's different points of views of. Um, the whole event through these three storylines. One storyline focuses on the sea itself. Uh, one of these civilian uh, vessels, this uh, man and his son and his son's friend, they're on their way to, you know, help pick up soldiers. You have that story. And there's also the air force story, which Tom Harding's a part of that. He's one of the fighter pilots so you have that, and then you also have uh, people on the beach, like the the higher higher ups in command, trying to strategize how to get these men off the the beaches because you know they were there for quite some time. It's, yeah. it's it's interesting. It's not told in order. It's all like I said. It's all interwoven. So, but it's a great movie, and I'm sure I know a lot of it was filmed in IMAX, especially the uh, aerial battles, which I got to say. I've seen a ton of movies in my lifetime. These aerial battles are, were incredible. They really made you feel like you were in it. And like you were in it? 
Yeah, and uh, it, it didn't make it slick or anything. Like them trying to target the other the enemy plane was difficult, and it was tough. And you know the man, they could maneuver, but you know they it wasn't all these slick maneuvers like you see a lot in films. Of course, these were before uh, jet engines. You know, these were propeller uh, planes, but. Nolan actually used real planes from that time period to film these scenes, so they weren't CG. He's not a big CGI guy. In fact, there's a scene on the beach where there's a lot of soldiers. I guess a lot of those soldiers are cardboard cutouts that they put in there, so they're not even CG'd people. It's just a... He likes. I can dig that. Yeah, he do, he does I like a lot that of creativity. Yes, exactly. He does a lot of trickery. He he keeps it old school. He likes film too. He doesn't like digital. Uh, yeah, he's kind of like Quentin Tarantino in that way. You know, they really respect uh, practical effects. You know, uh, I'm sure Tarantino uses some CG, but Nolan and Nolan does too. But he tries to stay away from the CG. He loves IMAX, and I almost want to see Dunkirk because I'm not a big IMAX dome guy. We have the IMAX dome theater here, you know, downtown. It's all right, but mm. seeing a full-length movie is kind of difficult because it's not really the best experience. Only the scenes shot in IMAX are excellent for seeing it there, and I'd love to see these aerial battles on IMAX because it they were fantastic. When I when I saw Avatar for the first time, I saw it in IMAX. Yeah, so it really did pop out the screen like that. Right? Yeah, um, and that yeah for sure. It, it, it has its place. I actually think. Uh, Someone like Christopher Nolan and his uh, his uh, directing style, uh, uh, being a minimalist, if we could say that, I, mm -hmm. I would say he's kind of a minimalist. Yeah, I agree, and I, and I like that. Um, yeah. uh, being that way, uh, I think it's beautiful mm -hmm. because CGI, I guess, from a director's point of view, could almost be like a crutch. Yeah, you know, like. I'm codependent on this thing. It's going to fill in the blanks. Whereas he's saying, okay, I know I have that option, but I want to find out other ways to do it. Mm -hmm. Let me see how else I can pull it off. Oh, for and, sure. Yeah. And to bring that in modern time is awesome. Like I love that kind of thing. When you're saying like he's doing it with cut out board pictures of people. Yeah. Um, I like that he's using film. I like that, uh, you know, um, I love, like, the look of, like, 8-millimeter film, personally. Yeah, right. Uh, things like that. I like, to me, that creates its own grit in itself. Yeah. You know, um, I would edit digitally, obviously. Yeah, Outside right. of that, I'm, I think, I think, uh, I think that's a great idea. I, yeah. I'm like, now, I'm more stoked to uh, check it out. The visual alone sounds great. It's good. I think if you go into it knowing that it's not like a start to finish story. I mean, it is in a way with the overall event itself, but it's, uh, yeah, there's like, think, I think there's three different stories that are told and they're, yeah, they're just mixed in with each other. So you'll be, you'll be on the seas in one scene and you might see the same character that you're going to see in this other scene that they're on the beach. It's it's kind of confusing to take in at first, but the aerial battle is fantastic. He doesn't really stick so close to telling a historical event. I mean, you know, there's I think there's dates maybe, but 
you know, he's not really out to do a, a historical film. He's, you know, it's kind of like, I think he got inspired from Saving Private Ryan. You know, you you make up characters within, you know, uh, this event and you don't, they're not, you know, you don't have to stick to so close to uh, real characters, you know, like, oh, I got it. We got to do this correct, right. you know, so they can, they have all that breathing room. They can make things up, but it's really, it is a good movie. I would, I'd love to see it again. And I think seeing it again would help me understand it more. I did watch a lot of YouTube videos to kind of, um, you know, uh, answer some questions. <laughs> and I, I understood after that. And I got to also see his craftsmanship in those videos, what he would do, you know, to like the cardboard cutouts, the, the actual world war two planes he used. I mean, he filmed these in sky and it was just fantastic. And yeah, I'm telling you, it's like the best aerial battles I've ever seen. Cause it's like, I'm going to check it out. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Cause they show you, they showed like Tom, Tom Hardy's awesome. I mean, we, we already established this, but he's great in this movie. I mean, he doesn't have a lot to do. I mean, he's he's up in the air the whole time. I it's kind of a spoiler, but anyway, he's just a badass pilot in this movie, and you just feel you feel like you're in the plane with them, like it's rocking, you know, and you know because it's old and stuff, it's from its times, and you just feel like you're in the plane. You feel like holy shit, we're up in the air, and whenever they have to maneuver, it's a big deal. It's not like a hey, we'll just go over here. Like they really have to maneuver the plane, and it's shaking, you know, a little bit, and. It's just it's just really cool, you know, and uh, yeah, it's really it's a good movie. It's a good cool. movie. If you're like a history- what, what was the name of what was the name of that movie with uh, Brad Pitt about the tank? Uh, Fury, Fury, Fury. Yes. So was that that's kind of like when that's similar? Like that was there weren't actual soldiers they were portraying. Yeah, uh, the director made it based around like just. They gave them names and gave them characters and all of that. Yeah, so you're saying it's kind of like that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. um, it's it's not rated R. It does. It, I mean, there's some darkness in it, but it it doesn't go into a lot of those um, you know, uh, like what Fury did, let's say. But it does have the kind of same look as Fury, uh, Private Ryan. Nolan, how he makes things look usually. Uh, Michael Caine actually makes an appearance. Well, his voice makes an appearance. That's kind of an ongoing thing. He's used Michael Caine like most of his movies. So a lot of people are like, hey, where is he? He's actually the uh, instructor for the pilots. He's, you know, reminding them as they go into battle, like, hey, pay attention to your fuel, all this stuff. Um, Tom Hardy is just such a badass in this movie. Like his gauge gets shot out. So he has to take chalk and write on the dash, you know, the, what his fuel count is. Like he has to guesstimate from his other, um, you know, his other buddy in the skies. It, it's badass. And, you know, I'm sure that they did that back in the day, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. I mean, just talking about it again, makes me want to see it, but yeah, it's, it's worth checking out. You know, if you're a huge historian, you're probably not going to be impressed because it doesn't really it doesn't really you know go into the details of evacuations and all that all the procedures but it is very interesting i'm not a huge historian so yeah i, I want to be no it's it's just good yeah i'm not saying, yeah. not saying it, a history no. lesson couldn't be entertaining yeah yeah but I, I i'm one of those people that like entertainment factor is my number one right uh objective in most cases no and it's good yeah. it's it's nice and short it's like the shortest film he's done it's uh gosh an hour might be 90 minutes 90 minutes i think is the runtime 
if it's not, it's close to that. But it's just nice, short, and sweet. You're in. I mean, you're in the shit for the movie. You know, like you're like, holy crap! You're I'm with the soldiers on the beach. They're trying to hide out. I'm I'm in the air with the guys. I'm I'm at sea with this uh, family. It's like it's really cool. So yeah, definitely go check it out. Nolan did it again, so <laughs> it's fantastic. He's a man. Didn't you say something about trying to get away from uh, what's it called? Getting away from uh, like comic book movies at one time. Yeah, he had his run with Batman, and you know he was never going to go the route of what they're doing now with DC and Marvel. He was just he wanted to tell his own story, and you know honestly, I've seen. I think I've seen. He might have made the greatest. He might have made the best comic book movie ever, by the way. But that's yeah, not well, yeah, and a lot of people model, like, <laughs> especially DC. They're still modeling their movies after that Dark Knight movie, which is great. Uh, you know, the yeah, only, the, the only, second yeah, installment, yeah, the only tarnish. But then again, it's like I think they're trying to find a new gym. They're trying to find another yeah, legend. I know, too. yeah, I know. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, it's the only the only tarnish I have with Nolan. Like anything, I really didn't like a lot was Dark Knight Rises. Other than that, I think he's done everything fantastic. You weren't a fan of it. I I liked it, but it just I don't know. There's a lot of I had a lot of issues with it. Um, just because as a Batman fan, I guess like I don't see why Batman took eight years off over a girl when he lost his parents, and that's why he started fighting. You know, and. Uh, just a lot of other th- little things. I love. I love the way it was shot. I just there's some of it in there about uh, just wasn't I guess realistic to me. <laughs> you know, just little th- quips. But it, I think if I wasn't such a Batman fan, I'd be all right. But I didn't hate the movie. I, I definitely own the trilogy. But I, I don't think it went out on top as um, maybe it could have. I I was glad that he directed it because usually. You know, when the director who starts everything leaves, it goes to shit. And I I think there was... What did you think of Bane? I loved Bane. Like, that's the thing. I There's a lot of things about it I liked. He I just, killed it. I loved yeah. Bane, yeah. No, yeah, I totally... But was it, isn't Bane supposed to be Hispanic? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Venom... I, I'm not... Yeah. yeah. I, I, I dig it, because the voice... Like I don't know what accent that is, but it's it was genius. Yeah. But it, it, you know, I was like, is this Bane supposed to be Hispanic? <laughs> yeah. But, well, that's the thing. Nolan didn't really yeah. care about the comics. I don't think too much. You know, I think Batman Begins was his closest take on the comics. But after that, he kind of just did his own thing. You know, I mean, I know he did the Joker and Two Face, but he kind of did those guys on his own terms. They were a little different. Um, Maybe the Joker was Well, he made the best Joker. Yeah, yeah. Well, gosh, Heath Ledger. Um, there's a great documentary out there on his on his life, and it it sh- I think it shows a lot of uh, notes he took crafting the Joker. Like he really, yeah, he was he was really um, <laughs> he was into it, man. And committed. Yeah, yeah. He was very committed. Well, I mean, some of still. I, I have some friends that still debate that Jack is the best. And that's fine. Jack Jack laid down the groundwork for it, but it's like the interpretation of Joker. Right. You need, like uh, yeah. I I've seen a picture they had the they had the uh the four Jokers on screen. Yeah. And it has it has Romero and mm. it says L S D and then it has Jack and it says cocaine. 
and then it has Heath, and it says heroin, and then it has Leto, and it says meth. So <laughs> that's that accurate. That actually makes sense. Yeah, that actually makes sense. <laughs> if we think about it that way, there are all those different. And to me, all on-screen jokers are awesome. Yeah, I'm not done with Leto. No, I'm not either. I haven't. I'm not. I have not. I have not made my decision on Leto. He's only... kind of like the gangster Joker. He's he's yeah. going into the gangster. Like each of them went into a different aspect of the Joker. Romero clearly the comedy of the Joker. Right, because um, that was the '60s. It was the show. You know, it had to be that way. But yeah. I think you needed. You always, uh, even though comparing to the past, like you know, you could say the new Star Wars movies to the prequels, like prequels were awful or weren't as good, but you needed those prequels to get to where you're at. So like you needed Romero to get to Nicholson and Nicholson to get to Ledger, you know, you needed those transitions versus like a, uh, like a huge turn, you know what I mean? So it's like, you needed those building blocks and yeah, I remember when they first cast uh, Ledger, I was like, oh, why did they do that? I just didn't see this heartthrob guy being the Joker. And, you know, I was like, Nicholson was great. So it's like, how could you top that? And he just made it, he made it his own. And Leto the same way, you know, Leto, Leto a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like the tattoos. But it's like, well, current day, a lot of people have tattoos, kind of is in, you know, the popularity. The teeth, a lot of people are no, like... No. Uh, the only thing that didn't make sense about Leto mm-hmm. is um, uh, uh, what's Common's character? Oh, uh... that whole scene that make made no sense to me. Yeah, he just made a deal with the guy. Now I understand the Joker's off the handle. He does wild, crazy shit. Yeah, and and a lot of it doesn't make sense. I get it, but that was like, what the? Yeah, you know. You're going to offer up your girl. And he just said, yeah, she's nice looking. Yeah. You know, and that, and that's it. Yeah. You he didn't want say, I don't want, he's <laughs> like, I don't want, I don't want no beef. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. He's like, no, it's fine. And then they, they, they kill him for that. Yeah. Well, that movie, it, it that movie, sense. yeah. You talk about LSD. I think that movie was definitely on that product. And, uh, from what I heard, the original shot of that scene was, I don't know how true this is, but it was like Harley Quinn and Joker were going at it back and forth over this whole, like, you know, common didn't want anything to do with her. Like, you know, he was like, that's your girl, Jay, or whatever. And like, they basically pushed him to kill him, to kill himself. Cause he was so, uh, like stressed out about what he was seeing. Like he just killed himself to take himself out of the equation. <laughs> so I don't know how true that was, but yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that movie was. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's an entertaining mess. I think, and I, I don't hate it. I, I think the extended cuts much better. But Leto, you know, about everyone, you know, like didn't like his look or whatever. I love the hair. It went, it went for the full green hair, slicked back, and he's kind of like a beefed up Joker. You know, he could like kick some ass. Uh, the teeth, a lot of people are like, I don't I don't like the teeth. And honestly, I didn't like the teeth at first until I heard a possible backstory to him getting those teeth was that Batman knocked all his teeth out. And I thought that's pretty that's pretty cool. 
<laughs> you know, he just couldn't afford to get the white fillings or whatever the caps. So uh, that's kind of a cool backstory. I don't know how true it's going to be with the movies, but yeah. It's, it's like this for me with Leto. Yeah. If it's weird, I think he's got such massive shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to critique the crap out of him. Yeah. Like, they want another Heath Ledger. Uh, trust me. Like, as mm-hmm. a whole, everyone's looking for that extension of what he was. But they want another Joker like that. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah. And you can't do it. Okay. There's only one Michael Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to have, you know, Kobe Bryant. But even Kobe Bryant might be a little too high. It's okay if you play like uh, any other professional. They're all good. Right. But he's he's just got too big a sh- On top of that, Jack. Now, if he was the follow-up to Jack, it would have been revolutionary. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So he's just wrong era. If he was a follow-up to Jack, it'd be like, oh my God, have you seen Jared Leto as the Joker? Yeah. And then Heath Ledger comes after him. You'd be like, whoa. <laughs> it's the order. Yeah. Believe me, I think it's the order. Right. If, if, if Leto came right after Jack, you'd be like, oh my goodness. They gave Joker like he's a gangster and he's like, Ah, I never thought about him that way. Right. Because you're seeing him as Jack Fire 2 and Romero. And even the cartoon series. Right. Because, I mean, to me, the best Joker is technically between Ledger and Mark Hamill for me. Oh, right, uh, right. I'm saying if we're getting technical. Yeah, Mark Hamill has been the voice of the Joker for eons and most people don't necessarily know that uh, but mark hamill might be yeah i mean and the killing joke and everything like that they had to bring him back and the original voice of batman he might be the best what's that guy's name i don't remember but i know you're a batman fan um which guy what's the the guy from the series the voice from the series of oh, batman kevin, kevin conroy yeah yep they brought those two back for the killing joke. Yep. Yep. Um, and, um, yeah, like his, um, I would say Mark Hamill's the best, but back to it. I just think Arrow, uh, Leto is just long era. That's all. Yeah. I just think if he had came out before Ledger, it would have been like, okay, you probably would have still said Ledger was the best, but you would, like Leto more. Mm-hmm. It's just he's got such big shoes to fill. You're just like, well, he doesn't make me feel like he did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, he needs to be given more of a chance. You know, from what I heard, he filmed a shit ton for uh, that movie. Like they filmed so much, like he could have had his own movie out of it, and they didn't. Uh, they cut it all, and that pissed him off, you know, because he, you know, he's an he's an Oscar winning actor. He really <laughs> went into the character. He cut his hair off, his beard, and his eyebrows even, <laughs> and 
And, you know, he was very committed to it. Like, even uh, behind the scenes, he was doing some weird shit. I mean, I think that needs to stop. But other than that, like, I think he did, I think he did a pretty good part or pretty good job. They should have made him the villain in Suicide Squad. I think that was a big mistake. Uh, the Enchantress was kind of weak, I think. You know, the extended cut shows more of the Joker. There's a actually a deleted scene with him and Harley before he takes her to the chemical plant and throws or she throws herself in, uh, which is pretty cool. So the extended cut definitely helps the movie look better, you know, f- feel better, or whatever. But yeah, I think we I don't think we're done yet. We need to see him go toe to toe with uh, Affleck. Um, I think that'd be pretty cool. What do you think? What do you think of Affleck as the as as Batman? I I dig him. I think he's great. I, I I'm really uh, I love his built. You know, he just he looks like he could kick the shit out of you. I mean, Bill did, but if you put Bill side by side with him with uh, Ben's uh, Batman, it's like oh my gosh, there's no question. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people just can't get over it. it's Ben Affleck. I think they just got a lot of uh, from his past. And I his... think this is well. I think this is his best role. Yeah, and uh, I think I think he's uh, an excellent Batman. I do too. And, yeah, definitely. And, yeah, and, and I would say him and Chris are probably the right now. I got them kind of eye to eye. Chris is just. He's got a little more material than Ben. Yeah. So I'm edging him out just a little. But, like, if anything, Affleck was the best part of Batman vs. Superman. For oh, me. for sure. For sure. Batman, you know? yeah. Batman was definitely the best part. That, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Finally. Our, our, it, yeah. our non-filing Superman needed. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, that kind of got it. Remember Martha? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, oh, that eats me alive. It's it's easily oh, the best. I think it's easily the best <laughs> suit on screen. I've always wanted to see the gray suit. Yeah, I didn't. I was tired of the all black. You know, um, I like the Keaton suit a lot, but I really, I really dig this new suit, and I love the fat bat. I just think it's pretty badass. I I still miss the the uh, targeted symbol. You know, with the. Uh, yellow behind it but I, it makes sense for him not to have it but yeah i i dig this whole this whole outfit he's got and the, the material and even superman's costume like i think they're really nailing it with these you know these costumes making them really well what one thing i do like about ben affleck's suit is there's that big fight scene he has i mm-hmm. think inside of the warehouse or yeah whatever. yeah and He's beating up a guy, and a guy comes up right behind him and shoots him like three times in the head. Yeah. And he just turns around and beats the crap out of that guy. Yeah. And it's something that simple that works for me. Yeah. Like, the bullets just, you know, pull it off. And I was just like, oh, that makes sense. Whereas, uh, you know, uh, Christian Bell's care, uh, Batman. I couldn't see him doing that. Plus, I remember he had a problem with his helmet at one time. Yeah. Like it would crack open or something, and he asked Alfred to make a better version of it. Yeah. And, uh, and they also had a stronger, they have a stronger Alfred with uh, with Ben Affleck. He's, he's a little bit younger-ish, 
Yeah, Jeremy, and, yeah, Jeremy Irons is awesome as Alfred. I think he's, uh, you know, I like Michael yeah, King. And he, and, but, but he makes all the toys. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know if they are bringing in uh, Lucius for this one. Yeah, I don't know but, either. That's 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 uh, that's interesting because yeah, uh, Jeremy. Well, because they they have um, they've re- retooled Alfred over the years. Like he's not just a butler anymore. He doesn't really wear the tuxedo all the time. He's kind of a badass. Like some some comics have Alfred training Bruce, young Bruce, after um, you know his parents die. Like Alfred actually was like like a you know he was like a British agent or something like he can kick ass. He can kick some ass. Uh, Jeremy Irons, Alfred, he's like a, he looks like a tailor. Like he's, he's always, he's kind of like halfway dressed up, but he's like, he's working on stuff. He's tinkering with things. He's uh, yeah. He's really committing a lot to the, the whole, uh, you know, yeah. the, the project, you know, this and, Batman might work. I don't know. If- they're gonna keep Leto if he's still ha- if he's unhappy with them. I-, I heard that he still wants to work with them because a lot of material. Like I already know what you were saying about he he did all this filming and they mm. they I think they gave him ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, and he probably did about an hour and a half yeah, worth of filming. Yeah, uh, um, but uh, I-, I think this new uh, the Affleck Ben uh, Affleck. Uh, Batman, that could work very well. I like him as it. Yeah, I like what they did with the voice thing, because that's the yes. one thing that Kristen Bell gets hit yeah. the most with. You know, it's I didn't like. Voice. Yeah, I didn't like that cigarette voice. That was just uh, was it, terrible. Yeah, they gave him. They gave him almost like a vocoder over his voice, right? For the Affleck one, they that makes sense. Like that'd be hard to read, right? Like. You wouldn't be like, oh, you sound just like Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they, <laughs> you know, he has a, a voice modulator, and uh, the show Arrow uses the same thing. He has a voice modulator, so yeah, like how Batman was able to get shot in the head. Like they show earlier in the film when Alfred's tinkering with the the modulator. There's actually a a sub piece that goes under the cowl. It's like metallic. It's I mean, it's metal. He's got like a, a exoskeleton between him and the suit itself. So, you know, it's instead of like the suit looking like it's really armored up, it looks more like it's actually him. But he does have like a uh, he does have a layer underneath it of protection. So he he can get he can get shot in the head like he did because it's metal behind there, and that's like that's from like Neil Adams. Um, he put that into uh, Batman's character back in the gosh uh 80s maybe or but yeah it was like a underneath his cowl he's got protection and that's how he can take bullets you know it's uh but it's not so bulky you know it's it's pretty cool but yeah he's uh yeah uh neil adams came up with that and they yeah for a brief moment you see what it's when alfred's looking at there's like this cowl this metallic cowl and that's where the modulator is and it's got some lenses on it. Yeah. So it's pretty cool how they can do that. But yeah, that's how he was able to take all that. But yeah, he definitely got stabbed. That was, that was intense, but yeah, you don't want to mess around with this Batman. He, uh, he's a, he's badass. Uh, that was a great fighting scene. And I liked how you could see, especially as you, as a, you know, as a fighter, you know, trained fighter, uh, you can, 
uh, appreciate when you actually can see the fight. You know, I think Nolan used a lot of quick cuts, so he didn't really get to see the punches. You know, he just kind of got to see the the aftermath or whatever. But yeah, that Affleck scene in the warehouse that was like dead on. Like he was well, kicking some he's shit. He's using uh, you seeing him use uh, what's um, what's the item that Batman uses to to swing from things? Oh, the grappling gun. Yeah, so he uses a grappling gun. He grabs a um, a box and yeah. he throws it at someone. Yeah, um, they they make him seem more mystical. Yeah, which I dig. Yeah, like uh, when uh, when they when that cop is looking through the building. Oh right, and right. He finally sees Batman. He sees his cape, and he looks like an actual bat running out of the room. Like uh, yeah, and yeah, it was CGI, but it worked. Yeah. Um, that type of thing. Like they made him more mystical. Yeah, I like that. Where everyone else they did it. Yeah. Um, so I think they're really nailing it. How he goes into the bat cave because you wouldn't think of going under a river. Yeah. You know, um, things like that. Um, I think the whoever is really designing or coming up with those concepts really put a lot of thought into it. Um, yeah. compared to it. I think Nolan was, and and this is what I love Nolan for, I think Nolan was more about the psychology of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the psychology of that, man. The psychology of the Joker. Right. The psychology of things. Um, Nolan, without Nolan, we would not have been able to understand the backstory of Batman. Right. Like, how he got to become a ninja. How he learned mm-hmm. his talent yeah how he how he trained to be you know what led him to you know like yeah because everything even from Gotham to the old all the movies they always are making a reference to how his parents died trust me everyone knows how batman's parents passed away yeah we're good we're good we got it yeah (laughs) you don't got to show anymore right so the same thing with superman a freaking planet blows up like okay got it i think they got a new show coming out called krypton yeah yeah they do it's, and it's, gonna it's be a prequel yeah on krypton uh before you know the explosion and stuff right so that should be interesting yeah yeah you know? they uh man seal did a lot of that right i think you know making that whole world i still have a problem with you know, they have all this technology. Why the hell couldn't they just leave the planet? You know, why did Jarrell stay? Why, why, you know, once the council's council said, uh, no, we don't believe you. I'd be like, all right, well, we're leaving. So see ya. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's like they're the dumbest smart people. It seems, you know, they just perish. They don't believe anything when the sun's like right at their back door. It's like, you guys are going to, you're going to blow up with the sun here. Might want to leave the planet because, uh-huh. you know, you were, they did say in Man of Steel, they were explorers at one time. So I'm pretty sure they have some of those ships, you know, it's like, it's like, how about we just take a ride? And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. We can come back, you know, but that's one of my gripes. But of course, the best way to, um, to clear that up to me is from the Superman animated series where Brainiac misled the planet into um, believing it was going to be destroyed. And Jarrell was the only one who knew Brainiac was up to no good. You know, Brainiac was their smart computer, and it had its own 
wants and desires. So Jarrell knew about that, and in a hurry, he had to get Clark off the planet. You know, it wasn't really planned; it just happened. So, kind of wish they would have done that with that. But I mean, that's a tangent, of course. But you know, it's a. I I think they are moving in the right direction, and yeah, Affleck's Batman's great, and I, I like all of it. I like Jeremy Irons' Alfred, and yeah, I, I I'm really. I can't wait for Justice League. That's going to be pretty cool. I think you're going to see a lot of new. I'm, I'm entertained by it. Yeah. I think it's going to be, I'm going to see it definitely. I, sure. I was going to say, I just realized that Goku and Superman have pretty much the same story. Really? <laughs> like, yeah, Goku, his father, Borak, Borak, um, uh, was fighting against, uh, evil forest named Frieza, uh, who destroyed their planet. His son was sent out to, uh, actually, he was sent out to invade another planet because Saiyans, their race is called Saiyans. They, yeah. They're sent out to, you know, collect planets for Frieza's army. And uh, ultimately, so you can run the galaxy and all that. Part of the game. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, and, I mean, their story storyline is very simple. He was sent to Earth as a child. Um Fans are very aggressive and blah, blah, blah. And uh, he was found by an old martial arts instructor named Gohan. And he took him in and tried to raise him. He knows this kid was just more resilient and tougher. And he could lift boulders and it just freaked him out. And then <laughs> I think one of the days the kid like walked off and fell off a cliff or something. I got to watch it again. Really? And he bumped his head and he became super sweet. <laughs> wow. He became this nice kid. And now Goku is like the happy-go-lucky fighter. He still has the Saiyan blood in him, but he's, you know. Right. Saiyans are like aggressive alpha males who want to, they, they get off to fighting. They, they're turned on by it. Right. He does too, but he's like he wants to help people and stuff like that. So that's it's interesting that I I didn't really realize their storyline was so similar. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's, that's crazy. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Super powered aliens coming to Earth. Right. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I've recently checked out, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the Todd McFarlane digital drawing instructions he's doing on um, on Facebook and so on. It's very inspiring. It's pretty cool. He uses like a this huge tablet. Well, I, I think it's actually a touch, huge touchscreen computer and he's, he draws on it and he does all these quick sketches and he kind of shows you how to do it, you know, if you want to try. And he's done some Venom, Batman... Uh, I think he did a he did an Adam West for you know to honor Adam West and uh, Spider Man if I haven't said that already but yeah uh, it's pretty cool yeah he's a cool guy he's very talented and I love the uh, touch screen he's got I really want to get one myself because it really makes it look easy what he's doing you know he can easily discard any mistakes and he can color it right away it's pretty damn slick but I, I don't know if uh, you have anything. You want people to check out? Uh, could even be your own own things too. So, just uh, want to promote uh, promote my product. Uh, I'm an MMA coach and 
practitioner and uh, I'm uh, starting my own team called Animal House and maybe a fight promotional thing. Um, Sweet. I'm also I'm also uh, looking into uh, uh, writing my own comic books. I'm working with an artist right now. We're working something out. That's awesome. So we'll we'll see how that pans out. You know. I don't want to jump the gun on anything. Oh, sure, sure. Um, but he has a, he's, he's a big comic book fanatic and he's got sketchbooks for days. And, oh, I uh, bet. <laughs> and I, and I, and I got comic book storylines for days. So we're both like coming together and we like each other's, uh, approach to it. To it. So we'll see. Maybe, you know, I'll have, um, you know, we're talking about starting small. Sure. And if that's the case, um, I'm actually with my next musical project. I'm looking to present um, a comic book with it. Oh, sweet! As a form of advertisement. That's cool. So we'll see how that pans out. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna start with like four or five pages, something short and sweet, not a flyer per se, mm-hmm. but like a short comic book advertising what's going on uh, with the character I'm portraying. Um, uh, my thing, um, it will be almost like going to Comic-Con. Um, I'm coming out with something sure. unique musically for myself. That's so, great. That's wanna, awesome. Yeah. Kind of think, kind of think kiss with a black guy. It'll be fun. And, <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so it'll be fun. We'll see. We'll see how it pans out. Sure. Um, and, and going from there, but yeah, that's basically uh, my two major things, just promoting, um, my, um, my fight, uh, team and promotion. Sweet. Uh, it's called Animal House 360 and, uh, my musical project, which the name is Juan Hook, AKA the Baron Zombie. And, uh, the, the band is called Hood Rock, uh, that I, oh, cool. that I uh, have with me. Sweet. So, do you guys have like a YouTube page or any uh, Facebook or anything like that? People all these, can check out. All these things are fresh. Like uh, sure, we uh, we're building it up. Uh, I haven't gotten into uh, the social media aspect yet because we want to make sure that I have enough material. Right, of course. To present it with. So, so if anyone out there wants to get in touch with uh, me, um. Feel free to do so. Uh, my email address is mr as in Mister, and the name is Juan J U A N Hooks H O O K S at gmail dot com. And if you're good at um, uh, marketing or anything like that, internet presence, which isn't my best trait, you know, it's I'm tough. Not very it's good tough. Good at those things. <laughs> yeah, it, and and you're able to help. I I would definitely appreciate it. I'm very uh, happy that you guys gave me the opportunity to talk about, you know, comic books, movies, things of that nature, and not feel like I'm the big nerd in the room, <laughs> or the big kid in the room. Yeah. You know, it's like being around among your peers. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. So, yeah. You know, everyone else is like, what the hell? You, how do you know this useless information? And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> not useless no it's not okay. no yeah and you're like clearly batman versus black panther would be a great fight and i'm like what the hell 
something it, like that. It would, yeah. That's the type of stuff that would. Someday. I'd have to lean towards Black Panther because, you know. Yeah. The, uh, you know, he has the um, the mineral. that uh, Oh, his, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Vibranium. Uh, vibranium. Vibranium. Yep. Why, I don't know why I couldn't think of vibranium. No, that's right. Um, I would have to lean. I would have to lean towards Black Panther. His IQ is ridiculous. Plus, <laughs> he had all the thoughts and memories of the previous Black Panthers downloaded in his brain. That's cool. And he's got more money than Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne's worth forty million, forty billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Black Panther's worth five hundred billion. Well, I bet. That's, I bet you're short. excited about that movie. <laughs> I am geeked. <laughs> I am super hyped about that. Um, I think it's. It's a, a great thing. Like he's going to be a great character. I think people are going to be very impressed. Um, if they execute this correctly, it's going to be a big deal. Oh yeah, you know? it's huge. Uh, because uh, just the whole concept of Wakanda alone, you've changed the game. Because Wakanda is supposed to be something stupid, like twenty, thirty years ahead of us. Their technology. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it looks. Yeah. He steps. You know, it's like that. He's like like a secret passage. He goes down, and then he's in Wakanda. It's like, oh my god, or he's in the, you know, their uh, habitat, whatever you call it. You know, because it's like Wakanda's got like a uh, like a city structure, right? And then the mm-hmm. the village or whatever is hidden within with the uh, beneath it or something like that. That's what I got from the trailer, but it looks pretty badass. It looks oh, like yeah. a huge world. So, yeah, I, I bet yeah. that'll be pretty damn good. Better be. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Alicia's Claw. I don't know if he's gonna be based in this one. I know he was in the Avengers two movie. Yep, he had Alicia's Claw. Yeah, he'll be in it for sure. And he was. He's the one that uh, uh, Ultron was talking to with the twins. Yep, ripped uh, his arm off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great actor too. Yeah, he he's in it. Uh, yeah, the latest trailer is awesome. He's getting interrogated, and he's like, I, "I've been the only one oh, who's yeah. seen the island, or whatever." Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I can't wait. That'll be. It's gonna be a lot of attention oh, on that movie. That that should be pretty damn good. Pretty much, if there's a comic book movie coming out, I'm excited. Oh sure. There's very very rare when I'm just like, why would they do that? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I think all movies should be comic book movies, but that's my yeah. opinion. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, or they're sci-fi definitely... sci-fi in some sense. But that's my personal like. Sci-fi, yeah. fantasy is probably my favorite genre of movie. Right. Action sci-fi, I guess you could say action sci-fi. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, they're making, making so much money time. now, so it's like, might as well just have them, most of them be that way, but... Yeah, it's it's great times yeah. we live in. It really is because you have to wait years for a superhero movie, and now you get like three or four of them a year. So it's pretty, it's pretty fantastic. Hopefully, it stays that way. It seems like these movies are taking too long to get ready. I'm like, come on, you can drop one this week. You can drop another one next week. Come yeah, on. right. One a month. <laughs> yeah. uh, everyone, check us out on all social media: Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, FieldofGeeks.com. Also check out Steve's comic blog, uh, steve'scomicblog.com. Great source for any you know comic book related material, uh, reviews, so on, so on. Thanks Juan for being on. Appreciate it. 
And uh, yeah, come back anytime. Thank you for having me. Definitely, definitely. Uh-huh. So, with that said, uh, we'll be back. Take care. See ya. <laughs>